0: So I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of times that we sit here in the garage and we act like we know what we're doing, and really we're rudderless. But tonight we are sp-
1: actually rudderless.
0: Yes, we're well. And, and I, if you're if you're wondering at home, we've never actually done the show with a rudder. So in that sense, we've always been rudderless. Is that uh, like a sex thing?
1: I probably not. I hope not, because we're 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 referring to Ryan. Which, by the way, if Ryan yeah. were our rudder. <laughs> well, wow! We'd be in some trouble. It would.
2: Yeah. Well, what, this might it, actually turn out to be a great show. <laughs> what in the Christ have I gotten myself <laughs> into? Would, he,
0: he would take. He would take hours to uh, work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we and would. Then
0: he would only work in the middle of the night.
1: I got. I scratched my cornea playing with my dog. Really, really bad. As you do. On so Well, yes, and yes. If you're curious, there <laughs> I, was some alcohol involved. I ask at the time. again: Is that For, a sex thing? <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, and so I couldn't do the show. We couldn't record where we normally do, and we had we recorded the following day. But Ryan can't be here for this. Um, we do have a guest tonight. Um, that we'll we'll, we'll we'll let's just um, let's just say that I'm I'm on some pain pills. Ryan's not here. Uh, new person that hasn't done the show before. It should it should get a little interesting. Well,
0: and I think it's I think it's worth noting. That if you're listening to this podcast, Shane had promised me that he was going to show up tonight in an eye patch, and I had a whole litany of pirate bits to do all night long. And he's, there's no eye patch. No, so. I,
1: I left it. It hurts. I got the wrong size, so it like there was there. It was it was. You lost off.
0: me at. Uh, you don't have it on.
1: Yeah, I know. Sorry <laughs> about that. All right. Well, um, I'm disappointed on so many, many, many levels right now. <laughs> well, that's that's Chad. That's our guest tonight. Um,
3: yeah.
0: Hi. So we we've talked a little bit, Chad. Welcome. Who are you? Well, I'm Kevin. And, uh, and I was just laying like in the gutter. Yeah. So um, uh, no, we dude. we've actually we've talked about Chad before. Chad is um, Chad's a longtime friend of the program. Uh, actually, a longtime friend of all of us, longtime uh, listener,
2: first time caller. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, and uh, and is Chad true. is a Chad is a journalist and a music journalist and has and has written for most well known American music publications. In fact, I'm going to say all of them. He's written for every single music that's ever existed. That's ever existed. Yeah, Chad started writing when he was three months old. That's a pretty sweet
1: thing to put on your resume i've uh, experienced uh, written for every music publication that's ever existed Yeah, he's
0: essentially mm. lester bangs except alive and not angry
1: well he's let, a little angry yeah
0: well maybe yeah yeah
1: yeah, tonight, yeah well, well tonight i'm angry yeah we're, gonna, <laughs> okay, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we'll get to that in due time but for right. now let's go ahead and talk about let's get some theme music going um i'm shane i'm kevin and i'm i'm chad mark,
2: is, and mark over here <laughs> see we have
4: no rudder <laughs> this, all right you know what? Is, we're like an nba team with no point guard Uh, Right now.
0: Whatever this is, it's somebody (laughs) likes it.
1: Mark. Mark is a uh, is pointing. He's every week. He's got like a, a new, different way of pointing. Like he, now, he's he's getting more and more emphatic. Like your old, like your old stuff, Kevin. Yeah. Like, oh, sure. Ke- yeah. Kevin was very three and two and one. Um, so, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a Kinks record in a little bit. But as we alluded to before, we have a guest this week, Chad. And Chad, what's your deal? Like, what what's going on with you? Um, I write about stuff. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Well, I'm a Michigander originally, if you can't tell by the nasally accent. Um, so I moved here from Michigan uh, to Austin about, damn,
1: seven years ago. Um, so I've
4: been a reporter my whole life.
1: Uh, Do you, you primarily, about, you and you primarily write about music?
4: Well, currently I work for the Austin Business Journal, so I cover entertainment. For mm-hmm. the Awesome Business Journal, among other things, but have also, as Kevin alluded to, uh, written about music for Rolling Stone and Spin, and done stuff for Billboard, Grantland, you know, yada yada yada,
0: etc. 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 The great thing about Chad being a journalist is when he shows up to the podcast, everybody goes, "This just did
1: breaking." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to have like sound effects of like like. Typewriter. Dun, 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 did you dun. did you hear like a like a few months ago uh the person that took over for um uh i don't know if it's the sunday times or the just the times of london but the the editor-in-chief took that took over is piping pumping in the sound of typewriters clicking i did hear this yeah like old typewriters like he feels like uh it, it would add an urgency and a um and a sense of uh, does it work? Did, I mean, oh, I don't know. I, I mean, this is—I heard this randomly on the radio. Wait, like, but isn't that the one that's owned by Rupert Murdoch? No, or, no, 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 no. This is okay. like a like this all is right. this is an actual <laughs> prestigious newspaper that he hasn't decimated yet. <laughs> that sounds but, like the kind of mental warfare that Rupert, Rupert Murdoch would <laughs> wage. <laughs> um, first, you guys. Uh, I know um, we're all aware that a couple of days ago uh, it was the Grammys. Yeah, and of
0: course, by the time again, by the time that this this breaks it's up on the mm-hmm. web, it will be a little bit further out from that. But yeah, as of this recording, mm-hmm. it was just a couple of days ago, so it's still very fresh
1: for all of us. Super fresh. Um, back back. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's second show at eleven. <laughs> um, so, uh,
0: tipping and waitstaffs.
1: I my my okay. So uh, you know, um, spoiler alert: I didn't watch the Grammys. In fact, I. Don't give any shit about the Grammys whatsoever, and have not since the year that Jethro Tull unceremoniously stole the Grammy from Metallica in the first year they had the heavy metal category. (laughs) Well, you heard about what happened this year, right? Oh, with Kanye West? No. Well, well uh, With the Beyonce? That, yeah. Well, but no, with the metal album. Oh, no,
4: I didn't. Please. Tenacious D won Best Metal Album.
1: Again, <laughs> I don't think that the grant, the people that, that, that put up acts in the nominations right. actually understand what they're doing.
0: Here, here's what and, I will say. I think one thing that's very helpful for me mm-hmm. is that I have learned to take the phrase uh, the biggest night in music. Anybody that says that about the Grammys, I automatically assume doesn't know anything about music.
1: Yeah, you automatically discount them. Could they be any less relevant? No. And um, and here's and, and th- th- which is why it makes it even more confusing to me that I don't know if you guys have seen an- any of the the clips of so Beck won Album of the Year, and Kanye got up on stage and acted like he was going to do a repeat of. Of the Taylor Swift debacle of a few years ago, but then, but then immediately went to sit back down as though maybe it just were a joke. I don't know, but I do know because he was protesting the fact that Beyonce did Beyonce didn't have album of the year. But I and then I know it's good to have a cause that the that the that the that the internet land the Twitter sphere have you um, exploded with such incredibly um, informed uh, Twitters as. Who's Beck, question mark, and why did he win out of the year and not Beyonce? Well, if you don't even know who he fucking is, number one. But number two, who gives a shit about the Grammys? I mean, it, it, to, to pull from David Cross, if uh, it, there's not, uh, if world's greatest grandpa were an actual award, sure. that would actually that would mean less than the Grammys, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this week's record. Yeah. Uh, now, Shane, you did you pick this one? You I did. One. Yeah. So I've I've wanted to listen to this record for a while. I've I've had people that I respect their taste quite a bit mention this over the years, and I've I've bands that I like quite a bit have dropped this in interviews. And also, we we as weird as this is, um, we've been doing this show now for eight eight nine months, and we've never picked a record from the '60s.
0: That's true. Well, and I guess. Mark uh, had chipped in a uh, cream song,
1: a song during, during one section, but we've never done a full record from the sixties. Yeah, and, right, and only right one part. song too, only that one song. So this week I picked um, the Kinks are the Village Green Preservation Society, which is a record that came out in '68. Um, oh, before we talk about this, I want to I want to briefly just touch on this. So we say you know the Davies brothers in the states, but that's not really how it's pronounced. It's pronounced Davis. Um, but we. But I just wanted to say at the top of the show, if you guys are listening, if people out there are listening, um, we might drop those in interchangeably throughout the show. We know, we know that yeah. that that the, that's what their names are. Do so. you have analytics
4: on your British listenership?
1: Not no, probably. but I was reading this. Probably not many. I was reading this NPR article. Uh, it was like a transcript of um of uh in 2009 where they, d- d- this guy like had a piece and he talked about Ray Davis in the article and they got voluminous amounts of, of emails saying, we can't believe you fucked his name up. We can't believe that you pronounced it wrong. And then they played a clip of him being on the air saying it's pronounced Davis. And they're like, hate to say, I told you so, but so I don't want people saying like, Hey motherfucker, you got this wrong. Not that it matters that much, but well, Kevin let's, let's th- like, um, so the kinks of the village green preservation says, like, and, I have no idea what you feel about the trigger, but I I have to say real quick, and I'll I'll talk about my thoughts on it in a minute. Um, It's a shame that Ryan's not here. He really, he's let me know with some 4 a.m. texts how much he enjoys this record. Lots Um, of feels. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of feels. Lots of feels from Ryan. And and, And Chad's let us know before the show how he really feels about it, which is the opposite of Ryan. But... But in the meantime, before we t- ask Chad, I- I'd like to get your take on it, buddy.
0: Well, I really wanted to respond with 25 minutes of Wes Anderson movie outtakes. <laughs> <So>.
4: <laughs> oh, you're stealing my thunder, goddammit. it! <laughs> no.
0: so holster uh, that. Yeah, and and I uh, and again to, to riff uh, to rip off the old uh, Amy not that old Amy Poehler bit. I drove over here on a, a bike made of tuba parts. <laughs> so in honor of of this record tonight. No, um, you know, so here's the thing it's like um you did I, drive a mini cooper i, I did mean, drive, well that's your your hat you're, not, you're,
1: you're, ha- you're yeah, like you're not far halfway off. there
0: um, it's also uh, yeah it's like somewhere between wes anderson and mark Wahlberg. i don't know if that's any proud territory but the wes here,
1: anderson but, thing i mean like and what you're saying i mean yeah i mean i get that well i'm sorry i'm interrupting you i'll, t- I'll say that in a minute Why no you- no
0: you're fine like i think um like ultimately and here's the thing it's like I actually have come to to know some of the Kinks' back catalog because he doesn't always choose. I uh, we won't devolve into a discussion of whether anybody likes or dislikes his work, but having seen a number of his films, uh, there are he's very good at. He is talking about Wes Anderson. I'm talking about Wes. I thought Anderson. we were talking about the Kinks. We are okay. Stay with me. Uh, yeah. So so there are there are Kinks songs that are, that typically make themselves known. During those movies, and he's Preach. he's he's an unabashed fan, and so uh, so yeah, they you know it's it's helped me to get to know some of the King's catalog that I didn't already know, and I guess the uh, the Kinks for me meet at a couple of interesting inter- or at an interesting intersection, which is um, musically like some of these songs I find really intricate, like interesting and intricate in ways that um, songs from the '60s are are not, but at the same time, some of these sound very like it's they're very much of that in that twangy canon and uh and and they're also hallmarks of that era. Whereas this is a poor comparison, but whereas, you know, the Beatles or the Stones who also who often get thrown out as somebody who who Ray Davies was or Davis or however Ray yeah, however you want to say it I was, was, just want... was uh who whoever he was, you know, Sort of writing, not necessarily in competition of, but like, you know, one of the articles that I, one of the reviews that I read talked a little bit about the fact that there was that the Stones especially, but even the Beatles to a certain extent, uh, wielded rock as not necessarily a weapon, but like drove it forward and that these are, these tend to be more contemplative songs. And I find that interesting.
1: Yeah, it isn't. Well, I mean, and that's that's on purpose. I mean, he planned it to be that way. It's somewhat of a concept record. And, I mean, it, it's not. It doesn't sound like a lot of what was going on in popular music at the time. In fact, it sounds way more like what's going on in popular music in the late 90s. But, I mean, of course, that's because they were influenced by this stuff. But um, I I don't, I mean, there's got to be a place, like you say, like, you know, this reviewer is talking about how rock is a weapon to wield, or whatever about the Stones or the Beatles, both great bands in their own right. But I mean, there's got to be a place for for different and radically different ideas and sounds. The point of view idea of like Penny Lane, speaking of the Beatles, where he's just talking about the people that have the shops and what they're doing on their on the street and what they're doing on their day to day business. Well, this is this just to extrapolate that to a larger vignette or or a larger uh, Canvas what word? So I was say, Yeah, Canvas so, yeah. yeah, I was going to say Milo But um, uh, But you It's not Because of that Because of looking for these smaller More mundane moments It's definitely not Definitely not going to appeal To a lot of people Because of that But looking for the stuff that matters in between Well, the other thing that I remember
0: reading That I thought was really interesting Was that the record wasn't particularly a uh, huge success when it came out it's only been in reflection that it's really sort of achieved
1: it's sold more than than now it's it's their best-selling all original music album but you know what before we get too far into this um why don't we listen to a song this is the only song that i previously was familiar with um before listening to this record uh for the show and that's picture book oh. Get you. good song um i think that sort of sense that i I would would kind of like to hear that at the top of the record um but i mean i guess it it's more of a bigger it's a bigger pop song than a lot of these a lot of these are kind of pastoral it's a little it's jaunty it's a little jaunty it is jaunty well there's a lot of jauntiness on this record encapsulates
4: the record i mean if you if you wanted to just Give someone an idea of that record. Yeah, in that's one song. That's that's where you're going to go. Sure, yeah, I'm finding it very interesting
2: that the the take that you guys are taking on this song. I love the song personally, um, but I'm just reading excerpts from uh, an interview that Ray did about the song after it came out uh, on the HP commercial. This was 2004, I think, that that commercial came out, and that's really when this song first kind of emerged and became a commercial success and prior to that it literally was, a it, commercial success exactly uh prior to that it was really unassuming and kind of one of the duds of the album Ah, oh, that's funny for i mean i like that song a that's lot right. hard to
4: imagine but i mean can't argue i with just history. i just
2: wonder how much you know that that <laughs> external influence of of it becoming more popular and successful has on our impression but a, of
4: it. But again the whole record was kind of a uh not a dud but you know underwhelming when it came out uh But it was it, it was it was
2: completely meant to be an uh, unassuming album he, right. he wanted to downplay it. And
1: so. that's right. the that's the the A&R guy didn't hear a single song on that. I mean and not that, not that I know the behind that but I mean I think maybe it was a dud because a lot of people it kind of messes with the um the well, continuity oh, of and, sound and, and not to
0: not to like, not for nothing, but I think part of the equation, especially if if something isn't originally part of the public zeitgeist and it ends up becoming uh, a thing years after that record has come out, mm-hmm. why well, I, I harken back to stuff like uh, the use of Nick Drake's Pink. I was going to say Pink Moon, yeah. commercial, like it. You know, here is this record that that comes out and like it's you know it's a terrific. Timeless sounding song But when people were able To visualize it put it in that context It's a different kind of video And so I think there's a little bit Of that That ended up being at and I don't know Like how much of you,
4: Again As a Hot shot Music journalist oh, yeah. I mean, Like, like uh, I, You know I mean trademark. You, I do I mean I do run into Like revisionist history You know With musicians uh, We lot, haven't gotten to the Pitchfork
5: review yet, You know
4: but... And uh, again And this Okay this is gonna sound like I'm totally being Like trying to be like Purposely under, you know, like humble, but I actually forgot. But until I actually looked at the song on Mark's, uh, iP- or this picture on Mark's, iPad, but I actually interviewed Ray Davies like five years ago. Um, How was that, by the way? You know, you kind of with certain musicians, you kind of you know that they've got not a script, but they've got they've Talking answered points. certain questions a lot of times and so you're just kind of you're doing the dance you know um so i kind of got that a little bit with him and it was back in 09 when he was doing a record that was he was doing a covers record or a duets record i think it was a duets record oh duet was it at the grammys (sighs) (laughs) um and so i i I mean i you know i had kind of a again it didn't leave me make a huge impression on me but i do wonder when mark says that like just how much of it is of Ray davies talking about picture book not being a you know much of a thing is just rock stars trying to rewrite their history a little bit sure
1: so i, I want to we we've alluded to the fact we we were talking we're, we're all over the place tonight but but chad we'd like or i like this i was saying like you know it's a it's a, Not that I have a rating system that makes a fuck of difference to anybody in the mm. world, or, and it changes in my own mind, but, you know, it's not an A album for me, but I'd say it's a solid B, B+. plus. Sure. Um, but, Chad, you don't, you don't agree with us. Why don't I mean, you tell us about that? You know, I mean, I'd probably give it a B,
4: but it's just not the kind of B that I'm into. You know, I, I had the thought while, while we were talking about this earlier, I thought, I wonder if the word twee was created to describe this record.
1: Oh, okay, I see what, I see why you don't, like, right, it's hard to have, like, okay, so when I got here, like, you're like, oh, I'm really gonna piss Ryan off, like, I'm, this is, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, basically saying you hate it, but, but now, you you know, you're, it's not that you're backtracking, it's just, like, it's like we talked last, or uh, a couple weeks ago about the, about the Bumblebee girl in that video, like, that's annoying shit, but it, you can't go up to her and say, like, I hate you, you cute, like oh, you're talking about the blind melon. Yeah, video, the blind melon thing. <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, you you, you may dislike this, but you it's Damn hard that child in a field. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not you're yeah. not gonna say like uh, like you're you're right. Yeah, it was Twee. Yeah, it is Faye and it is Twee. But um, and it is a little bit. I wonder. Uh, I'm sorry, Shane. You go ahead and finish. No, 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 no. It's
0: fine. I, I was gonna say I wonder if you know, and I hadn't made this connection until right now. But I mean, it strikes me as these two acts don't sound anything the same, but it strikes me as contrarian to the times the same way that the modern lovers were contrarian to the times that they came out, just in terms of the content of what they had to say. And it was all about like having it, you know, uh, like, you know, being sober, like nobody saying about like that kind of (laughs) shit with like, but Jonathan Richmond did. Anyway, that's maybe something we ought to cover another time, but at the very least like I Perhaps, do think that like yeah. maybe going down a different path in this case, a quiet green path, uh, was here, not something that seemed very rock and roll to me. But the here's
4: the thing, like, I always see the this books. described as a uh, you know, a, a concept record about a very pastoral kind of imaginary place in in uh, in the uk but these songs were assembled over the course of like a year and a half and like one of the songs was supposed to be on some uh something else um you know the record before this but but davies held on to it and you know he's kind of again call it revisionist history if you want but he's actually said that some of the you know like it wasn't supposed to be a concept record they all kind of fit together but he's he's kind of pissed on that that description a little bit so take it as a discussion point if nothing else um sure you know i you know the term gilding the lily like i think like that term kind of came up on this in my head as i was listening to this whole record is just it, it, it seems a little too you know putting too fine a point on it like a lot of wait no not, i want you to elaborate like, on not, not like failing grade poetry but you know like kind of like there's a lot of poetry major kind of stuff going on here that i think is trying a little bit too hard in a lot of cases so you find lyrically it, you, lyrically you know the, the the music music itself i you know i'm i'm fine with but lyrically and kind of just ad, attitudinally i'm well i find it, that it tries way too hard for my liking
0: there's a little i feel like there's a little bit of that that is just ind- indicative of the 60s right like it's like It is the first step in and there's not as much complexity as there as there was as we move forward, because, frankly, they didn't know how to like many of them didn't know how to even advanced or popular
1: acts didn't know how to say the things that they're trying to say very well. Yeah, I love the Beatles. Love them, love them, love them. But I could live for the rest of my life without ever having to hear the lyrics to I am the walrus ever again. Great song. I block out the fucking lyrics. Yeah. That's indicative of the '60s. Again, like there, people were trying a lot of different heretofore unknown ways to incorporate words into popular song. I mean, if you yeah. look at it in the context of the of the times, um, like yeah, maybe it's not a concept record, but it is. I mean, it, well, the other it's a concept, you, sure. Well, well yeah. uh, let me give another example. Um, this is this album is oftentimes um, bandied about as a it's not a companion piece, but something that 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 definitely owes that its lineage is definitely attached to um the village green preservation society and that 's Blur's park life um, which I dig which is weird right no not at all yeah, it's a very yeah. different record it's a very different record um there is uh, let let's just do this we we need to get to the intervention um I want to play a song that real quick um you guys can listen to and then we'll go into the intermission we're just going to go straight to the intermission tonight after this after this song cuz we're running really long um but park life the song park life might as well be big sky on this record and nice and you if you just we'll play a clip from that and when we come back we're going to talk about stuff but when we come back to this record after the intermission I want to talk about the uh, the Blur Kinks comparisons.
0: Can we can we talk about how uh, Marvin Gaye's people are going to sue somebody? <laughs>
6: down on all the people looking up at the big sky. Everybody's pushing one another around. The big sky feels sad when you see the children screaming and cry. For the big sky too big to let it get him down.
3: The big sky too big to cry. The big sky too high to see.
2: So for tonight, Shane has uh, has picked a real winner uh, for us. For <laughs> winner? <laughs> no a real what? winger. Uh, winger? Sorry, you a, missed it. Change a the letter there, bud. Uh, this this song was was named the 87th best hard rock song of all time In. by VH1. So you know it's got to be good.
4: <laughs> you know they have piles of cocaine at VH1. You, That's the only you, thing as soon I can as you explain. The
2: top 100. You're you're dealing with gold. Um, <laughs> And it was also known, uh, at least as far as Butthead from Be- Beavis and Butthead was concerned, the song that we're that we're uh, talking about tonight uh, was known as the theme song for Joey Buttafuoco. Um, <laughs> so uh, the song is That's is funny. Winger's Seventeen, and clearly there is an age issue here going on.
1: It's an age issue. An age issue. It <laughs> yes. One of the things we talked
0: about was like or mentioned off the air was that uh, that it's not like. There's subtext here. It's not like, she was 17, but we were in love, and this is our story. It was like, she told me.
1: Well, no, no. Look, subtlety
4: subtle subtle is not Kip
1: Wanger's bag. No. <laughs> it's, nor it's, are our t-shirts. It's all encapsulated. <laughs> it's all wrapped up in the line, Daddy says she's too young, comma, but she's old enough for me Uh-oh. Which, hey, hey, you know uh, Good yes. lord well, I mean, how can you argue with that? Well, You know, the thing And the thing is, is like, I mean, granted He was probably in his early to mid-20s at the time um, And 17 is the age of consent in most states But Come on Why the <laughs> fuck are you bragging About fucking a high school girl On a a song that, by the way, charted it number twenty six on the Billboard Hot. I just had the one hundred. I
4: just had the thought after you made that point that is Kip Winger the guy who we all know who like when he's
1: in college is he basically Wooderson is he going oh yeah Yeah. is he going back (laughs) except this guy got a little bit with his like really really thin. Um, There's like thin strips of cloth Going over his nipples From the way he's cut his shirt And he dances And twirls a lot in this video It's not really a shirt It's like a fabric barrel One of the things Uh, I did notice about About
0: this video was It had very little of the required 80s rain. You know, they always like typically it's just the drummer that's getting rained on. In this case it was like the seventeen year old who's throwing her head back or something and there's some there's a little bit of rain there and then it's gone.
1: Because you know (laughs) why? Because the rain was signified by that seventeen year old girl's tears when he left, got in the van and went to the next town.
0: Oh, see, I thought it was just washing away all the bad stuff. why you gotta. Why
2: Welcome gotta
1: to such a few a minutes. With
2: where we <laughs>
1: dissect. Yeah, let's party time! <laughs> Kip Winger! Hey, why don't we listen to this song? Did you just say that? Asked me, Chad, during the break while we were watching the video, like, why Why would you have picked this song? And there are so many reasons why. And I kind of understand now. Yeah. Well, yeah. right. I mean, it's just entertaining in and of itself. But also, like, I just can't get it. Again, even though it probably wasn't illegal that he was having sex with that 17-year-old girl, why are you bragging about it on, like, hey, she was 17. Yeah. I hooked up with the fucking... The high school girl, I mean, um, I, but I, I want to say this um, on the Wikipedia page for the song 17," or actually it says 17 in in parenthetically, "Winger song." Um, is that really what it's called? Well, no, they're and just the, saying they we're. I'm, 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 I'm sure uh, um, the Wikipedia uh, description. Okay, yeah. I'm sure there are multiple, multiple definition or entries in Wikipedia for the word seventeen, or um, to differentiate from when uh, Mozart or Bach wrote about date rape.
4: Yes, sure. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it was not date minor. rape because you know he already checked with her dad. I mean, you know, like he already went to her dad. He's like, hey, can I fuck your daughter? He's like, no, she's too young. He's like, fuck that. She's old enough for me. <laughs> and <laughs> I, yeah,
4: I made this point off air, but I think people <laughs> in Alabama are just like, That's exactly wait, I- so, so, we, so she's 17. So she's legal by like two years.
1: Yeah. What's the problem? What's the problem?
4: <laughs> Why are you bragging?
1: Um, so he. Uh, OK, so remember, and we've talked about this often on the show and we will continue to talk about it. As it's incredibly amusing, but a lot of these Wikipedia entries are written by the biggest fans of the band, or and or the band themselves, and so and s- we've talked
0: about this before. Shane's really great about um, sort of mining some of the subtext that pops up in these Wikipedia entries because <laughs> let's just say that you can you can read some of them with a jaundiced eye.
2: There's a lot between the lines, sure. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, was that was that a poke at that's Shane and his jaundiced eye.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> ooh. I was going to ask him if he flew a, flew over here and took the red eye, but... Uh, oh, ooh. Yeah. Uh,
1: Costas you know, jokes. Yeah, I'm glad that That's I took a, a, check, a little please. more uh, pain medication during the intermission, and so like it doesn't hurt as much. Like, not just my eye, but your jabs. Yeah, there you go. And not just the jabs in my eye that made it hurt this bad, but your insults. The jabs in his heart.
2: Just so everybody's clear, which jabs are you talking about?
1: (laughs) All right. So (laughs) it says in Wikipedia, despite its pop metal sound, by the way, pop metal... Kip Winger points out that the tune is musically a progressive, progressive capitalized like the insurance company song. So this is a, a song I would love, by the way, for Progressive the Insurance Company to use this song like in <laughs> one of their commercials, like to like like some old dude lovers lookout or whatever. Well, wait, um, that well, 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 it. and and that is actually quite challenging to play and sing simultaneously. Well, no shit. Wait a minute. You that you think that like are that okay? Here's let me just say this. There are a lot. Shane's of... so excited he can't speak English. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm. It's just baffling to me that this is a pertinent slice Linda, of information. You're a little wild. Um, he uh, that that the way that it's spelled out or the way that it's it it's presented here is that it is actually as though music is actually it like, or it, this is a thing. You know what's hard? Singing and playing music at the same time. So, so um, I was afraid you were going to say something else. You might try wearing a real shirt. Oh, yeah, after watching that Seventeen video? Yeah, well, there's that's a little the Um So wait, and here's one more piece of brilliantly written stuff that, by the way, is on their Wikipedia page for posterity's sake. And this is a brilliantly worded sentence. It is Winger's most popular song for which they are most remembered. Can't well, argue with that.
4: I mean,
0: that's probably true. Wait, the the wait. last thing that's worth noting here is that I, you can't watch that video and listen to that song without thinking about the slow roasting in hell that was uh, the Bon Jovi week of this podcast that Shane made us endure. So now, this goes on the list too, buddy. That's all I'm saying.
1: Hey, but let let me say one more thing. This is the last thing I want to say about this video. But, um, there, so, most of the video is just the band like twisting and turning and showing off their licks and their amazing hair. But, it will occasionally cut to a woman in silhouette crossing and uncrossing her legs, but it never shows her face. Which leads me to think that whatever state they, rec- they, rec- they filmed this video in, that it wasn't legal, that 17 wasn't uh, the age of legal consent. Symbolism.
0: Yeah, like maybe it. maybe that's true. But yes,
1: no, it's symbol It's
4: symbolism. I don't want to get out of this without mentioning the. I uh, want to get the, out of it. The effect of uh, the, the, the the awesomeness of playing bass with fingerless gloves, <laughs> which Kip Winger did.
0: It's pretty amazing because it gets it gets cold up there in a sleeveless shirt.
4: All I suppose right. so. That's let's, that's let's, that's what I want to go out on. Let's go back to the Kinks. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: this from the Rolling Stone review of 1969 uh, that I have we've talked about how um, oh like for instance Ryan had a fawning adoration for uh, Yola Tango when we covered that record I've read I've heard or read nothing that reads like the uh, the complete and thorough worship of the Rolling Stone review from 1969 of this particular record and I'll just Share a little excerpt of it. We we listened to um, Big Sky before we went into the intermission, and uh, anyway, uh, this touches on a little bit of this author's uh, bias. <laughs> he says each king's so- king song. Uh, Uh, Each King song is a friend. I really mean that. I can lie in my bed, swear to God, I can lie in my bed thinking about Love Me Till the Sun Shines and I wonder when I'll hear it again, happy at the thought of its existence. Hearing Big Sky on this new album, I know we'll get along just fine. I think of the Big Sky and nothing matters much to me. This is true, an experience I've shared. Big Sky is too big to sympathize Big Sky's too occupied. Thought he would like to try. What a line modification of Stephen Crane and who but Ray Davies or Ray Davis would share my interest in the thro- in the theme of the open boat. I don't know what half of that means, but I'm, it's fascinating. But top. again, you we're thinking sure. about
1: the sixties, we're thinking about the late sixties especially, which which there was a lot of that flower power, like a lot of, of heavy psychedelics, a lot of love cap with a capital L O V E, you know, going on at that time. And maybe I
0: mean, that's the answer. I don't know.
4: I mean, here's the thing: like, without this record, do we get to new- Neutral Milk Hotel or well, other stuff like that? I mean, no, we don't. So it's a necessary. Yeah. Not, I won't call it necessary
1: evil, but you had to get from through here to get to there. Yeah. So it's okay. Well, and but can I? I can't believe say- that. that uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Kevin. But no, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's mind-boggling to me that you that you, you're right. You're so right. About the Elephant Six stuff, um, about the Olivia Trimmer Control. Well, you said Neutral Milk Hotel, but Olivia Trimmer Control, to a lesser Same degree, Apple yeah, right. Stereo. Stereo. Yep. Um, a lot of those Elephant Six bands, but these songs are just as good or superior to them, to a lot of those band songs. Like, what is it exactly that takes you out of this record? Like, if you like those other bands, yeah. because you're saying that you well, do. I'll tell
4: you what I like about the ne- Neutral Milk Hotel that maybe doesn't apply here. I just like the. Complete. We will try fucking anything with
0: no, But that's not one of the parallel that I was going to draw, which is that the thing that those two uh, epics, for lack of a, lack of a better term, or those two sort of takes on music, both um, both the Elephant Sixties revisionist hist- history, and in this particular case, uh, the the actual Sixties that the Kinks bore, The thing that they have in common is that. There were people who got it right away, who loved it right away, yeah. and there were people who didn't get it and, in retrospect, fell in love with it. And I think that that's... To me, at least, that seems to be an
4: interesting parallel. And I'm not anti-kinks. Like, I like something else. I like Muscle Hillbillies, but for
1: some reason,
4: this record just well,
1: does not hit me. And that's my, that's my question. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, doing this to, like, pile up on you or anything. I'm, I'm genuinely sure. interested. Like, it, so, w- you know, we just... And you admitted, and, and I admitted, like we like these Elephant Six bands a lot. Um, and we talked earlier in the show about how basically, like this album set the template for the music I was listening to in 1997, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. But but I want to know because th- these songs are very very similar in structure and in sound to a lot of these Elephant Six bands. I mean, accepting and you just said accepting Neutral Milk Hotel because they they were definitely the 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 least that fit into a template at that time they did try a lot of you have like early of montreal or um you know there were a lot of of other tangentially related bands but th- th- that were writing not as hmm. n- i don't think the songs were quite as solid so what so i, I I'm, I'm i'm genuinely curious why do you think that you like those songs those bands but you don't like this record well, I, and that's a great
4: question and as i'm pondering it i think all the bands in the in the uh, elephant six collective kind of ventured forth from this in their own directions you know olivia tremor control did a lot more of a zappa kind of a thing um, the apples and stereo did a little more of a just a straight garage pop kind of a thing um, and obviously, we talked about New and Church eventually Hotel.
0: Beatles inflected and whatever. Sure. Yeah, and
4: so I just I you know I like where they carried what was going on with this record, but for whatever reason, I just don't like the source material.
1: Okay, I mean that's very interesting. I mean, but you do like. I mean, I get what you're saying about like moving on and 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 those bands changing. I, again, I'm not trying to pile up on you or anything. Sure, like I'm I'm not being like defiant. I I'm just genuinely curious. Like it's interesting. I have the same. Like I'll tell you I'll tell you the same stuff. Like there was sometimes. Where I would hear um, in the mid-90s or late 90s, um, excuse me, um, like glam rock influenced bands that I liked their sound so much. And I would go back and listen to the source material from the 70s and not like that at all. So I do get that. like it, It makes a lot of sense to me.
4: I mean, you know, I'm gonna try. I, I don't know that we have to square it, but well, it just, taste is taste is taste.
1: Well, exactly. and I think
0: context is important too. Like it's, a, yeah, know, it's a matter of like we talked about. We talked about the Kink songs that that uh, that I came into contact with through various Wes Anderson films. As funny, like a punchline as that is, like, legitimately contextually, they bear a little bit more impact if you notice, like, oh wow, this really punches this scene the right way. Anyway, no, well, I, I think we, Shane, we probably gotten to the point where we ought to uh, talk about another song. Yeah, right? so what? I
1: just really quickly I want to talk about this. Um, Sitting by the riverside, um, I think is gorgeous. And It's one of those um, that that slightly has a little bit of I hear the Beatles in it, just a little bit, but that probably is just the three part harmonies. Well, um, I would
0: th- I would tend to think that even if they were intentionally trying to escape that shadow at that time, it was pretty pervasive. So it would be hard not to be at all influenced
1: mm-hmm. by it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which is which is one thing that I think is really admirable about this record in general is that they 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 pretty much do uh, escape the shadow of the Beatles. It doesn't sound like the Beatles to me at all. They're um, on a
0: different path.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and granted, like what you said, like it's hard for. I mean, the Beatles covered so much ground in popular music. It's hard not to say that, you know, or it, it's hard to say that, it, you know, n- nobody at that time sounds at least a tiny bit like the Beatles because, like, you know, the Beatles sounded like everything. At least, but... Oh, by the way, I wanted to say this. Um, so this record, when it was released, it uh, it only sold 100,000 copies. Um, and prior to this, they'd, they'd had a lot of hits. But... um I will say this. If you want to release a long concept album in the late 60s that can be a little difficult at times but, but very rewarding after repeated listens, you probably don't want to release that album on the same day as the White Album. Oh, is that what happened? This album was released on the same day as the Beatles by The Beatles. Okay, we we should play another song, yeah, listen s- so down by uh, sitting by the riverside, this will be the last song we're going to play. Just want to say, um I think that this song encapsulates what we talked about before about pastoral, but it's it's just gorgeous so let's listen to sitting by the riverside. we'll get out of this and and, and you picked uh, uh, a current current affair today, so I'm interested to talk about that, oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. I love that song. I think it's wistful and um, just I can just imagine somebody sitting by the riverside and just uh, playing on a ukulele or something and having this like...
2: With like, a little Popeye hat. I Maybe, actually, but I don't
1: think it's that precious. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's that precious. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> it, it's not It's not a competition. Um, <laughs> I
0: actually thought of Kip Winger sitting on the riverside. <laughs> You're doing
1: it wrong. You know, right? <laughs> I want to see I want to see Kip Winger like playing his bass on the wearing the same clothes but with a tiny little Popeye hat. Okay, it, it doesn't we, fit his head because of his teased hair. And a sign that says <laughs> "Finally, we agree on my shirt.
0: <laughs> anyway, no, I, to your to your point, Shane. I, yeah, it is it is a wistful song, um, and I do think that like one of the things that the like Vintage Kinks do, do very well is they meander well.
1: And that song is one that I think like it's a, it feels like a stroll, yeah. I mean, but I mean that I, I mean that choice of words fits in with uh, wistful or you know like the, the I, I agree. I mean, I completely agree with you. Um, but I I don't. I, I guess it comes down to like if you consider this this album cutesy or novelty or not because i don't but i could easily see why someone would like i have no tolerance for cutesy novelty chad's nodding me right now like i I had the thought when i was listening to this on the way over i'm like this is a movie
4: that is fine but i don't want to watch well but you're also
0: listening to that with 2015 years
4: yeah see that's that's that's
1: that's the other thing too that we had we didn't really talk about kevin um is that there's a lot of right. I mean, there's a lot. It, it, this is took place in 1968. Um, like, not that we just we've heard a lot of this stuff in various permutations in the last 40 years or 45 years. Mm-hmm. But this is where the genesis of, of these ideas... a lot of these ideas come from. And you have to put yourself in that place. I think in order to get it, it just like. Um, a, We've talked about this before, like, Jimi Hendrix. Like, you know, there are a lot of people that can play the notes that he played, but but why did he do it? And and, and it came from... from and, and the same thing with this kind of stuff. Like, there have been a lot of Elephant Six, and there have been a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Bella Sebastian has... You know, taking certain things, and but this is where this this stuff comes from. So y- your brain wants to say, "Oh, well, I've heard this all before," and it's really cutesy. But where you, where your brain needs to go is, if you were in sixty eight, you had you wouldn't have heard it before. I'm thirty six,
4: and my college roommate was a year younger than I. When you know, when he first heard the Ramones when we were in college, he was like, "I don't get what the big deal is." And so you, I mean, but think about it. That's sure. after having grown up with. Green Day with, you know, all the all the kind of the the 90s wave of punk bands, all that stuff sounds like you it's been done it's like before. So the charm so of the,
0: Sid Vicious not being able to play his instrument in well is not that cool when yeah, you're, like, you're it, years down the and road. And so I mean like, in, in and always the Kinks are, the Kinks
4: are emblematic of that. <laughs> the Kinks are in a way the the Ramones of twee pop.
0: Maybe. You maybe. know,
4: I mean in a certain way. So I can understand where it was revolutionary or really uh different and distinct at the time but and you know and again not my thing but and you add on to to it the fact that i've heard again bell and sebastian all the elephant six bands i just get to feel like i don't need this
1: well you know so you (laughs) i i like i get what you're saying like i think that it comes down for you the crux of the matter is um it's it's your head says represent your heart says I don't give a shit it's like the you know you can objectively see that they matter in the grand scheme of things but subjectively you want no part of it and that that makes sense
4: yeah you can't argue with
0: it
1: yeah, just well, know. and
0: I and I, I guess also there are li- like I will I'll throw forward the idea of little revelations, and when I mean little revelations, yeah,
1: that sounds, sounds like like, a, like an
0: amazing. That sounds like a B side to this record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds but, like but, if you, if you got like a uh, if you got like Bruce Springsteen. And Tom Petty, like like, like guys like, like that, a shitty supergroup. Yeah, like, but yeah. but 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 they were doing in like Eddie Vedder. They were doing uh, of like, course Eddie Vedder. They were doing like really like watch yourself. They were doing a group with like really important important things. Like here's all I mean. And I hate to uh, cut
0: short your grandiose shitty pop group that I'll never grandiose hear. <laughs> is 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 the right term for it. Yeah. Anyway, so. So the, when I throw forward the idea of Little Revelations, this is what I, this is sort of what I mean. It's the, like, and this is maybe, maybe this is just me, but I, I but I'm kind of guessing not. Have you ever had uh, a record that you listen to quite a bit, and then for whatever reason, you move, it ends up packed in a box, you don't pull it out for a while, and then you find it, like, two years later, and you, it's lost, it, it's, it has a collect, it has a newness that it didn't hadn't had for you for a while when you're listening to it in regular rotation, I feel like the Kinks are one of those bands that that offer that kind of possibility. One reason is they've just been around for a long time. The other is that some of what they do is... Uh, if not unique, like it's got a little bit of a special spot on the on the turntable.
1: Well, at the at the very least, the songs are all like two minutes long, so you can just skip to the next one. Skip. Yeah, you're like,
2: what's the worst that could happen? Here's my par- parting thoughts on, on this album. And okay. I, I really enjoyed it, um, and you know, I like to throw math out there at some point during every single podcast. So, so two plus so one. Here it is, you know, we're talking about this is 1968, and 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 you know, this album maybe grows on you and stuff. But 1968, it would be three years after this album, that uh, a little girl would be born who... Not 17 years later would become the subject of <laughs> Kip Winger. <laughs> you
1: thank you very much. And now you know,
0: we just put a bow on that mother.
4: I want oh, right to know there. if Kip
1: Winger still wants to fuck that woman now that she's in her mid forties. Well, now he's like 65. I was right? gonna and say. No, yeah, he'll she's 50, only so. 43. Yeah. it's not. It's not nearly as charming.
0: And she, her yeah.
6: daddy doesn't give a shit, and she's too old for me.
0: Yeah, it's good. I like I'm it. I'm
4: AARP in there somewhere. <laughs> we, we, Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's work on that.
0: Anyway. <laughs> good God. Okay. Uh, All right. Anyway, so we're, done. we're done with the Kinks. Yeah. So, we're we're gonna, gonna, so we have we have one last segment,
1: Kevin. Uh, it's your pick this week, so
0: yeah. So, uh, so anyway, the, one of the reasons why at the top of the show that uh, that I was trying to get us to hold off on a little bit of the the scuttlebutt around the Grammys is that I thought that if we're going to cover something current, what could be more current and yet also a throwback than the Kanye Paul McCartney collaboration that has been making the rounds?
1: Oh yes. Well, let's let's hear that. All right, let's do it. <laughs>
6: I'm Maureen Boyle. Welcome to a current affair for this Friday, February fifth. As I lay me down to sleep, I hear her speak to me. Hello, Maureen. How you doing? I think the storm ran out of rain. The clouds are moving. I know you're happy. Cause I can see it. So tell the boys inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you. He said he sent you an angel. Look at all that he gave you. Yes, for one and you got 2 Mm-hmm. You know I never left you. Cause every road that leads to heaven's right inside you. So I can say, Hello, my only one. Just like the morning sun, you keep on riding till the sky knows your name. Hello, my only one. Remember who you are. No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes. Hey, 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 hey.
0: All right, Ringo, that's enough. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, I Uncle. just wonder if he like reflexively says that shit. And he's like, "Sorry, that was Bill Hicks. I don't know what I was thinking, like Macar- and why
4: I sound like he's an American." Bottoms. McCartney will do anything with anybody these days. Well,
0: there, and there, here's the other thing is like there was a there was like a like a mashable. Uh, there, here's my nerd coming out. There was a mashable link to uh, uh, like a vine of him like dad rock dancing, and I was like, "The man is fucking seventy years old. Mm. Let him dance however he wants." Like, Good point. Also, yeah. Like anyway, I was fascinated that this collaboration happened at all, in that uh, I find uh, Kanye West to be not only quite talented but a self-absorbed, petulant asshole. He is
1: both of those things, <laughs> but, but he like, he's, he's he's very talented. He's, sure, like he like he he tries and fails often, but. A lot of times he tries and lands it. I think he's by. Bi- I don't want to say this. Is he the Dave Kingman
0: <clears> of uh, of current pop? Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, I baseball metaphor for a guy who only hit home runs or struck out. If
4: I have to get through five of these songs to get one "Niggas in Paris,"
1: I will make that trade. I think that the yeah? song's really pretty. I mean, I have it, th- my only issue with it is that it sounds like um, it sounds like more of a demo. Then, then Good it point. then it does a fleshed out song, but the melody's pretty. The roads, the sparseness of it, um, I, and also take out all of the vocoder or, or all of the, the um autotune shit. I mean, there's it. it come on, Kanye, you know that it's a little two thousand yeah eight.
4: That song wanted to be really honest and confessional, but you can't do honest and confessional if you got auto tune going. Well,
1: maybe, on. but I mean, I mean, I, I guess just, that's, that's just the way I it am. If it were
0: honest tune, maybe.
1: What the fuck did you just you I don't know. What? I don't know. It's, you know hey, speaking of mashable by the way, yeah. I just want to say you know there's a there's a pretty popular vegetable that's I just found out about this. That's mashable? That's mashable. Yeah. yeah. Potatoes? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. that one. Yeah, did you hear that on NPR? No. I, sh- I did. Yeah. What? Yeah. Anyway, um I think we might be high. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might be. Maybe.
0: Well, you're one of one the, of us is on pain meds. So Anyway, no, I I do. To your point, Shane, I think one of the things that's, that's plenty interesting about this song is that, you know, McCartney is accomplished enough that, you know, he gets to sort of... And, and it's interesting that it's a use of... The guy's a virtuoso musician. Like, it's interesting that he uses a... That he s- sort of step takes the background
1: role with a vintage-sounding instrument. It's not just interesting. It's so much better than I thought it was going to be because of that. Because Paul McCartney has a tendency to insert himself self in um, his duets. All of us remember Say, 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 or The Girl Is Mine, or Ebony and Ivory. Um, we all remember this stuff, but... This time, he just takes a background seat and just plays, instead of popping up in the second verse, like, Oh, Kanye, you know... You know, or whatever like he's gonna be. Uh, I'm just, I'm just assuming I those kinda, are the words he's gonna say. I,
0: I only hope that there are versions of that song where he does the oh Kanye. You know?
4: <laughs> oh
1: Kanye, let me. I think there probably is. Your That's, mother died. All, all I'm really sad. It's on the
4: editing yeah. floor somewhere. I, you know, you think about kind of the last high-profile collaboration that McCartney did. It was that thing they did with the other guys from Nirvana who weren't Kurt Cobain. Um, that was in the Dave Grohl documentary that he did. And kind of the si- similar thing. Like He's not front and center in it. He helped shape that song, but he kind of let them take the lead on it. And I, I dig that the fact that he's just kind of given rub to... People that he digs, and hey, I'm Paul McCartney. I'm just well, going to, to have fun. He doesn't have to be. Try whatever
1: the hell I want to do. Finally, you know, it says, it. "Yeah, like he remembers, like that." Oh yeah, I'm Paul. Ma- I like I'm one of the best popular songwriters that's ever existed. I, you know, I like to think that there. Um,
4: oh, what? Well, I was going to remind me of that bit from from Seinfeld. I'm Keith Hernandez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the other thing. So you know, part of the scuttlebutt around this song when it first came out. Was uh you know twenty minutes ago was that uh <laughs> was that there were some people who said who someone apparently made the comment that you know hey doing a duet with Kanye is gonna really do something for that other guy's
1: career yeah we talked <laughs> yeah. about this before like yeah, yeah like, the, <laughs> like oh thanks for giving this guy a career. Uh, Kanye West, which uh, probably is a joke, but there are a lot of people that are like that do say stuff like that. I, I did want to say this thing, like, um, can I, I? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, yeah, I was just gonna say that even if that's what you think, like,
0: even if you don't know the Beatles, if you if you grew up and that's not the genre that you know, maybe you watch the Super Bowl where that guy played one by himself. <laughs> like,
1: anyway, I just I was like, that's fascinating. Well, I mean, like my. I like my friends were talking about um you know not too long ago about uh staying current with um with what the kids are listening to and by kids they mean like junior high kids and I'm like you know what when I was in junior high I hated that shit so did everybody I hung out with sure. I don't need to be relevant by knowing what they know but also their ignorance of Paul McCartney means, no, oh, it's just a different thing. Oh, sure. But they know who Mozart is. They know who Bach is. It's just a, again, it's a specious statement. Sebastian Bach, maybe. <clears throat> uh, no, they don't. And that's for a good reason. <laughs> but I will say this. So so there was an How album. How dare you? <laughs> well, I didn't mean to besmirch the podcast. Next, next time you're on, we'll go ahead and play 18 in life, Chad. Yeah. Um, promise. Oh, yeah. I promise. I promise. Uh, th- there was an album that came out about, about 14, 15 years ago by this band, Super Furry Animals, that are Welsh. I mean, the, the band is Welsh. Um, and uh, Paul McCartney was on that record, and just in the background, and he, uh, he crunched uh, carrot sticks and celery sticks to create percussion. And um, that's what I would—that's when I would like to think wow. that he realized he could still be Paul McCarty, but sit in the background. He's like, I could blend on a record. Yeah, you were starting it to tell work, that story. But...
4: And I was like, yeah, he kind of burped on that thing, or just I don't something re- completely I d- esoteric. I yeah, mean. no, he was crunchy but, but, celery and, but and, and cool. Yeah, not when you said that, I was like, yeah, that—that's exactly what it was.
1: Guys, my—I'm sure everybody could tell, but my voice is on the way out. So. Um, we need to we need to wrap up this show pretty soon. I, uh, Chad, I want to thank you again for coming. And Mark, I want to thank you again for producing the show. Mm-hmm. And Chad, I hope we have you back. It's been. I hope we not scare you off. It's been a goddamn pleasure and only a little bit painful. Well, Fuck, thank yeah. you. And next
0: time we'll uh, next time we'll subject you to Ryan, who you know well. So well, then, uh, then I'm
1: out. Yeah, exactly. The rudder the rudder of our show. The rudder, yes, exactly. Leave Me out of your sex. He's things. my rudder brother, Kevin. So, so what are we? Brother. Are we going to wait for Ryan to tell us, or are you picking an album next week? I think. Why don't I go ahead and pick it since I'm here? Let's do it. Um,
0: I think. Let's. Uh, we. I, I mentioned it earlier, and it occurred to me. Why don't we do the Modern
1: Lovers? Okay. I've never heard one song by the Modern Lovers that I can it that is, I know of. They
0: are. Uh, in I mean, many I know ways Jonathan Richman Ro-
1: solo
4: songs. You
0: know Roadrunner,
4: even though you don't know Roadrunner, you know Roadrunner. That's Runner. what
0: I'm saying. That I know of. Yeah. yeah, and Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole.
4: Can't argue with that. Yeah.
0: So anyway, it's a fun record. It is in many ways contradictory, and I think kind of a nice little uh, next step to what we're doing here tonight. So
1: uh, we'll we'll tackle that next week. Sounds good to me. Well, so for for now, um, we're gonna get we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. I'm Shane. I'm Kevin. I'm Chad. And I'm Mark. We'll We'll see see you next week. (laughs)
0: This just in, my brother. What up? <clears throat> hey, so so literally this happened tonight. We were wrapping up the podcast, and uh, we looked out, and who should show up? Sands beef jerky, but Ryan.
1: Yes, he has a he has a bag of apples. He's a bag app. a life, bag, of, life, sliced a bag of sliced apples, as the saying goes. There was there's a lot that we covered tonight without you, but I, I I I did comment on it. More than once. Many, many times in the beginning of the show how disappointed I was because you've told me on multiple occasions how much you like this album. I love this record. And Chad, who's still sitting out in the driveway, uh, did not yeah. like it. Well, fuck that guy. You, you <laughs> missed all that shit.
0: Well, and, and you know, I th- and he, uh, Shane's actually uh, totally right. Like, he did say over and over again, like, I really wish that Ryan was here. Um, although, I will say... That really, like, if you're going to dig into the subtext of this show and you really want to figure out the scuttlebutt on what we think of something, you need to count how many 3 and 4 a.m. phone calls get
1: noted between Shane and Ryan. No, no, no. That's where the action is. I'm yeah. the one that calls. Oh, but uh, you know what? I didn't even talk or about it. I totally forgot about this. Um, so I, I called Ryan. Um, I've been talking to Chris uh, Cox. Um, Who, for the audience, is. Is well, I'm sure they know, but um, he's he's one of the principals that that operates this this one site, of us, one, this of website, website, net, one of us website, oneofus.net, right? And, and and we've been talking about um, furthering the promotion of the show, and um, and so I I called Ryan late on a Friday night, and he was like at a bar. He's like, it's too loud. I'll call you later. And I was like, okay. And so then I like was watching Star Trek: Next Generation or something, and I was about to fall asleep, and Ryan calls me back at like. 3 32 uh A.M. I m. swear to God. And mm. wait. So then we proceed to talk for about 45 minutes. And then on Sunday morning, uh, a day and a half later, uh he he calls me at like eleven eleven fifteen in the morning. Which number one, if anybody knows Ryan. I just immediately assumed he was still up drinking from the night before. I was not, but he wasn't. <clears throat> and um, and he was like, "So you called me last night? Like, what are we going to talk about?" And I was like, "No, I didn't. I called you on Friday, and then we talked for an hour about this album."
5: Yeah, I'd had a couple drinks. At that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. So that in and of itself like I I lost immediately lost the ability to be able to talk about that story because you weren't here and that you liked the record but now you're here with by the way this is how I know the world is about to end instead of walking in with potato chips and beef jerky it's a bag of green apples a bag yeah. of
0: sliced green apples like he gets his uh, laundry folded Ryan doesn't slice his own apples he's he's bought them pre-sliced. They're here at, uh, and a healthy choice. So well played, mm-hmm. thank you. Anyway, but I, but I think you know to where Shane was going with some of this. We want to hear your take. Give us a quick take on the record. Oh sure, yeah. You talking to me? I'm yes. talking to you. Shane, uh, I, think I think it's, I I think thin it's an excellent one. record.
5: I do think it's a little lo-fi. Uh, which a is little maybe, which
1: is maybe why it didn't see as much commercial success I like that though. Sure. I like the lo-fi aspect to it I mean it's it's a it's a lush you know it, it, you know uh, the instrumentation the arrangements are so lush that I think the lo-fi adds like a like a charming character to it
5: no it's it's adorable it's very British um I could definitely see it being a big influence on a lot of bands like say for like I, like
1: park life uh, by Blur, we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. we talked. We talked about that earlier. We, like, we talked about the Elephant Six Collective. Yeah. yeah. let's just tell them right up front, like the stuff that that, that don't talk about Elephant Six anymore. Yeah. Don't talk about Blur anymore. <laughs> don't talk about uh, any of that shit you were going to say about this record. Yeah. Any yeah. any of the So you got to come
5: out from from some new angles now. Okay, did you say that it, it's really, really British? Because it, it is that. Well,
1: we did kind of touch on that,
5: but 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 then Chad it, kind of put the kibosh on that a little bit. So, yeah, like... Well, and it also is another one of these bands that, and I don't know if they've worked with them or not, but Wes Anderson movies. like the, Yeah, we covered that, too. Yeah, we yeah. got to that right, one. I'm yeah. just not going to talk anymore. That's <laughs> we're all done here. Yeah.
0: Anyway, now the, what, but we couldn't waste the fact that you made it out here just as we were wrapping up to, to make sure that you got a little bit of... Uh, well, I don't, it, I don't... It's not the same without having you here. We'd prefer to have you here. Well, I prefer to be here.
1: I think we should do the fast forward of the of the whole show um, a little bit. And uh, if you guys are into it, just for a second, like um, maybe we can give Ryan... Just, you going to give me the Cliff Notes version? J- j- oh. Just a couple... Well, no, maybe we can... We can. Is there a song... And this is what I talked about when I came in here today. Um, I, I only picked two songs that I wanted to listen to. mm mm-hmm. um, uh, one was sitting by the riverside, and one was um, picture book. And mm-hmm. I, I was assuming you were going to have another one to listen to. So, since you weren't here, is there another one that you want to listen to, real quick? Uh, let me look it up. Hang on. Oh God, Animal Farm. I like that song. What's the one about Walter? Oh uh, yeah, yes. that's that is yeah yeah that's a good one yeah. Oh, uh, remember yeah, Walter?
5: Yeah, I was hey, really, what's up, does Walter? Does anybody remember Walter? How's it going,
0: Walter? <laughs> hey there, Walter. Who
3: the fuck is Walter?
0: <laughs>
1: hey, friend. Uh, I want Walter? also, I didn't mention this in the show earlier today. There's a song called Johnny Thunder, and I want to know. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. If the punk If Johnny Thunders was names? at all influenced by that, to name himself Johnny Thunders. Um, you're still looking up the goddamn song?
5: No, oh, I've got it. It's do you remember Walter? But yes. it, it looks like it cuts off. Like there might be more to the name. There's like an M.
0: Anyway. Well, why don't we listen to t- it? Oh, it's the
5: monover. This is our. This all is right.
1: our. This is our. Um, We're gonna play a postscript clip. We're gonna do a postscript clip. Yeah, yeah we'll come back and we we'll, shit up. All right, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about a little more after this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Somebody Likes It Truncated Postscript Edition Now that Ryan's in the garage um, So that was uh, Does anybody remember Walter? Do you remember Walter? Do you remember Walter? Is Sorry about that You don't <laughs> Who the yes, hell is thank Walter? You, but, uh, I, I, I actually went to high school I actually briefly lived with a guy named Walter When I was in high school uh, I think it's the same guy Walter Math. I thought it might be <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it was Walter <laughs> <That's> Cronkright <laughs> <Conkright. laughs> Hey, he told me his name was Walter Cronkright it's that not the same clip. dude that was on the news, right? That cried that one time? <laughs> I don't know what anybody's talking <laughs> when about. The, right when now. the famous man died? When the famous man died. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Jerry Lewis, I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I think it's still alive. <laughs> I believe he's still alive. <laughs> I just. Okay, let's just move on. Nobody needs to, to well, you,
5: check you know, these facts. You know who does remember Walter? Jeff Lynn from ELO.
0: Yeah. No, no, totally. It sounds ex- The beginning of that song sounds exactly like uh, an ELO track and. Um, Mr. Blue and, Sky, I believe? I believe it is, yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyway, maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe Walter was, uh, when he was going out for a smoke or whatever, they talked about during that Mike so- song. He
1: just kept on walking. He just kept on walking. He was like, "Hey, look at the sky. It's blue." That Why sounds you- like a character on Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse, by the way, Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Sounds like a guy that would. Be- anyway, I, in all seriousness, it's maybe my favorite song on the record and one we didn't get to because there are like thirty songs on the re-release of that album. It's a good, good record, and Chad didn't like it, so I never, I never knew what I, what I should say. But um,
2: I do think our, our, our write up. For uh, this particular podcast Should be that uh, Chad Swiatecki Joins us as our, as our guest And hates the album And you won't believe What happens next
0: Yes exactly Here's why <clears throat> Yes it, Here are 25 reasons that, Here, here yeah, 25 that reasons Listicles out of it Exactly And here's yeah. why Yeah
5: So okay So we did also uh, I got to check out The uh, charming little Piece of art That uh, is uh, What the video You guys watched earlier
1: With Kip Winger, yeah. So company. we're we're gonna discuss that. We're basically gonna, gonna gonna do the whole show here in, in quite the truncated form with Ryan. Um, so we'll we, we, and we will do a current affair at the end of this with him too. Um, but yeah. So we we don't need to subject anybody to listening to a clip of a seventeen anymore. Ryan, what'd you think about when you saw that? Well, it just made me really want to get some high school tales. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Okay. I mean, that's... <laughs> of
1: course. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> look, here's the... I said this before, and I'll say it again. Daddy said she's too young,
3: but not, she's not, old not enough for me. Not
1: for Kip Winger, she's not. No. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we we did the Kip Winger thing, and then, uh, and then toward the tail end... Tail which, end? High yeah. school tail end? That's yeah. right. Yeah, we decided to cover uh, this week's current affair, which was the... Kanye Paul McCartney collaboration I have not heard that yet. Why
1: don't That's we'll... exactly what all of us said except like, me
5: except
0: for shade. I do know that a lot of Kanye fans don't badass. know who the hell Paul McCartney is. I know we talked about that too and uh
1: anyway we we're like watch a Super
0: Bowl because he might be the halftime
1: entertainer. Yeah, he's he's mm. he's kind of a I mean he's he's written a couple songs. He's kind of famous. Kind of famous. Oh, oh, oh. So we are talking about the
0: uh Paul McCartney uh, and Kanye and Paul and uh, yeah so yeah so obviously one of the things we talked about earlier was that 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 uh, Paul McCartney has gotten comfortable being a background player and at, and is a virtuoso music- musician so in this case like he just played the keys and let uh Kanye do what he does less obnoxiously which is sing
5: yeah so I thought I thought it was a decent song but it did kind of strike me as like a slightly more R and B, still crazy after all these years. Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I can you know, see kind that. Of kind of that. All it's the roads, it's that it's that <clears throat> the roads in the background. Mm.
0: So will the state of Marvin Gay be suing someone over the use of uh, Paul Simon Riff? Apparently Everything like, anything that sounds like anything else, the uh, state of Marvin Gay seems to get in. Get like, get 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 yeah. Yeah, they just lawyer up. They just lawyer their ass up. Yeah, I'm not sure they have a claim to this one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it hadn't. Well, and, he, and them. you feel like it'd be one of those deals where like they'd go to court, and then and then Paul Simon would be like, "Well, number one, I'm still alive, and number two, it's not your song." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's a
1: that's a different Paul.
5: It's a different Paul. Th-
1: not that it sounds anything at all like uh, Paul Simon still after all these years. It sounds a little bit like No it. I think that it's got It's got a similar Similar it's, it's got, got a, a
5: similar tempo And like kind of that That laid back keyboard It's
1: got thing. a similar sound But it's not like We were talking about A, a couple weeks ago With, with Melodies that But no know,
5: no It's not It's not a rip off By any stretch It just kind of has The same vibe to it To me
1: I mean I could I could see that I would I would like never... to see
5: Kanye dressed up in a turkey suit though and sing on Saturday Night Live. I think that would be pretty shit. Great.
1: Right? Like I, yeah,
0: I think that would be great. Was that I a thing th- that he actually
5: Paul Simon dressed up in a turkey costume for a Thanksgiving episode of Saturday Saturday night? And Live. did a
0: totally serious rendition of that song. Yeah, did like... the song like
5: completely straight faced <laughs> but you see him, you know, go off stage talking to Lauren and he's like,
0: I feel ridiculous. Yeah. No, that shit's great. But I think that was that's a that's a <clears throat> Interesting era of SNL, which is another chat for another time. But um, maybe do you guys want to talk about what we're doing next go round? I mean,
1: I mentioned into it. it so, so Ryan Ryan doesn't know yet. So unfortunately, um, for you, mm. we well, it doesn't even make any sense anymore. So we're starting from here. Yeah, we're just, just the way that the albums got bounced around. So Kevin picked uh, a Modern Lovers record. Um the first Modern Lovers record, that's a record that's interesting for a
0: variety of reasons, not the least of which is None of us uh, know it. We none of us know it that well. Jonathan Richmond sort of his the beginning of, of a little bit of his legend, and there's uh, Jerry Harrison from The Talking Heads and the drummer from who went on to play with the cars, and it's an interesting uh, sort of an interesting take on uh, what records how records are made nowadays and there's some ancillary stories to come out of that but that's the one that we're gonna we're do. and ryan you had
5: i've got well i've got a few minutes with so yeah. the, the single which <clears throat> if you haven't seen this single you're in for a real treat uh but rock tonight by billy squire you, you
1: it, and so you you're on a roll right now with amazing videos from the 80s yeah the, the last one you picked for a few minutes with was uh, uh pretty, woman pretty woman by woman. van halen, van halen. Which, um, by the way, I just re-listened to um, that part of the show uh, last night. Again, I re—I injured my eye, so I can't watch, or I can't re- I can't watch TV, or uh, until today I haven't been able to watch TV or read anything. So I have to just listen to stuff, and um, I could not stop laughing. At our description of and and your description, of, you compare yourself at one point to of what David Lee Roth of the video of oh, okay a few minutes with yeah of the Pretty Woman video.
0: How did I? Oh, I guess I can go back and listen to it. with Everybody else, but
5: it's
1: highly entertaining. Okay. Yeah, I do Anyhow, remember we had a lot of fun. Yeah,
5: well, I won't go uh, too far, Angel. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it next week. But Billy Squire credits that vi- that particular video, uh, Rock Me Tonight, with ruining his career. I've never seen it, and I can't <clears throat> wait to. I didn't see it till
1: just a few years ago, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, hey, guys. Um, Ryan, thanks for showing up. I'm, it's yeah, been really for, fun to see. Thanks sit- for rebooting for me. It was fun. I really wanted to talk about it with you and everybody else. Did too. So, <laughs>
5: Except Chad, I like off. the pause.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm look. I'm Somebody looking at the two it, dads, yeah, and you guys are too. definitely not. No, as... it's it's
0: cool. Yeah, no, this this worked out great. Thanks, thanks to producer Mark for uh, doing the heavy lifting for
3: us tonight. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, thanks, Mark. All right, we'll see you guys next week.